Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the Cats, right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking to Cats. If it is a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. On this edition of the show, we are going to be talking Quade Green's transfer. Um, Kyle had a story up early on The Athletic as we're recording this on, what the heck is today, Wednesday. This is the Thursday edition. We're probably going to put it out a little bit early since everybody's aware of the news now. UK made it official. I guess quickly, Kyle, we can read what um, John Calipari had to say about Quade and what Quade had to say about UK. Calipari said that I met with Quade yesterday and we talked through a lot of different things. The thing that stuck out, stuck most with me is what a great kid Quade is. He felt like he was in a position that he couldn't overcome and he had the maturity to come in and sit down and talk it through with me. Quade has my full support with this decision. We haven't had many kids leave, but when we do, we always support them and in just about every case, stay in touch with each other. I hope that will be the case with Quade. Quade said, I have loved my time at Kentucky and love Coach Cal and the staff. This was a difficult decision and one I didn't take lightly. However, after talking with my family and the coaching staff, I just felt like it was the it was best that I explore other opportunities for my athletic and academic future. I've enjoyed my time at Kentucky, and I'll never forget the Big Blue Nation for its love and support. Kyle, did this catch you off guard? Uh, I mean, it, it, it caught me off guard when I first – uh, learned about it, but uh, we uh, we had a story up this morning, a few hours, two or three hours, I guess, before they actually put out their release. But uh, heard that it was coming. Um, that you know, they it was discussed last night with the team, and he did not show up today, and pretty much let everybody know that he'd made his decision. Uh, I'm also told since reporting that story that it's something he's talked openly about around people around him. Uh, at least since this weekend, and I don't think uh, I don't think that this really I don't think Quade Green leaving catches John Calipari or the staff off guard, or probably even his teammates. I think him suddenly leaving, like I'm out now, I'm not going to play any more games. You know, I mean, he could have I think played through the Louisville game and and still had his semester. You know, I think he could have transferred, announced that transfer after the Louisville game on the 29th and still been, you know, good to go. I mean, the, the reason you transfer mid-semester is you go somewhere and sit out a year. You've got to sit out a year. Well, that means you can play in the second half of next season wherever you go, and I get that part of it. But for him to just, you know, kind of abruptly bounce with three games left in this semester and a couple big ones was, uh, I guess, a little surprising. I think it, I think that part of it, the sudden suddenness of it, from what I'm I gather, caught Kentucky off guard. Um, but you know, he's a five-star kid, a McDonald's All-American who started most of the first 15 games, 13 of the first 15 games he was here. Then lost his starting job to Shea Gilgis Alexander, lost the point guard duties almost altogether, and became an off-the-ball guy uh, last season, and then. Uh, continued that role this year, continued coming off the bench, and was playing even less minutes. And in the last two games, he played 18 total minutes. So I guess for him, it was just, hey, 
yeah, they're, they're not using me more. They're using me less. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, probably difficult for him to see a path forward to being a major piece of this program. And so I, I get that part of it. Well, I mean, there's there's so many parts to tackle, and I guess the the biggest one, just looking at the team now, well, we've been talking about it a, t- a ton. You know, on the p- podcast before this one, we discussed at length how the three point shooting is kind of an issue, and I think I think it was you, and I talk a lot on the radio about Kentucky athletics, but it, that maybe you as Quade Green is just a guy that comes in and just is a shooter, and that's his role. Yeah, and you know now that that option even though it might have been unlikely because John Calipari values defense so much, and I'm not saying that that's a bad decision, but it is is gone. He's not going to be that role. And for a team that's been struggling to shoot, to lose their best shooting guard percentage-wise is a loss. It's a, it's a big loss. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I think you can make an argument for addition by subtraction potentially – in some ways, uh, it tightens up the, the rotation, or maybe it doesn't if Jamal Baker comes in and takes some of those minutes, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But, um, you know, it's probably your weakest link defensively. I mean, I don't even know if probably. I mean, he's the weakest link defensively. I don't know anything really about Jamal Baker's defense, but of the guys we've seen, um, Quade's not a good defender. He's not a great ball handler, uh, not the best passer. I mean, he's, his value to them has really been as a scorer and, and particularly as a three-point shooter, 42-ish percent from three. Um, but, you know, why is he not playing more if that's the case? Well, because he has these other liabilities. And so you could make an argument for maybe it ends up being addition by subtraction. And I think you don't, you don't expect Emmanuel Quickly and Tyler Hero to continue shooting below 30% from three. Both are good three-point shooters. Uh, I think Tyler Hero is going to figure it out. You know, he's, you know, been messing with his shot so much, trying to get it off quicker and do the things Cal wants him to do that I think it's caused him some, some, uh, you know, to not follow through and pop, kind of pop back on some of his shots. I think those are things that are kind of, I won't say easy, but fairly straightforward and simple fixes I think you can rep out and, and get better at. Um, so I think they can, there are guys who should be able to shoot it that haven't been. Uh, but yeah, I mean, offensively, of course it's a loss. I mean, it's a guy who's averaged about nine points a game in his career, has had you know several double-digit scoring games in his career. He's hit a game winner. Uh, it was a, a layup, but it was a game-winning layup against uh, Vanderbilt last year. Um, well, yeah, and you know, he's a, the, the if thing- you play him twenty minutes, he's probably going to hit you know one or two threes every game. So there, you, you lose that for a team that's not hitting very many. That 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 part of it is an offensive loss. Yeah, and the confidence that he always shows. I mean, sometimes it is a negative when specifically you kind of look at the Kansas State loss, and you know there were a million factors why they ended up losing that game in the NCAA tournament. But the last possession where he just launches up a terrible three. He, he had no problem taking that three, <laughs> and I, no, he, and he was like he wasn't giving it up. He was he was going to be the hero, and he wasn't. Yeah. Um, you know that that confidence can be good and bad. It's got to be you know demonstrated. You know, Cal Perry talks about confidence through demonstrated performance, I and mean, you've got to do some things before. Oftentimes, I think before you earn that level of confidence. Um, but look, I mean, I, I'm not here to disparage Quade Green. I think if he goes to Temple or LaSalle or one of those places where that are close to home in Philadelphia that are, uh, you know, a half step down in level of competition. 
I think he could be a terrific college basketball player. Uh, score, certainly fun to watch score. I don't know that he's ever going to be a great defender. He's not really quick. He's not fast or quick. Um, he's not, a, you know, an overly athletic kid. He's small, maybe six feet tall as he's listed, light. Um, there's limitations there, but he offensively, he can go to one of those places, I think, and, you know, over the next year and a half, two years, could be a terrific, fun college basketball player. Probably not a pro. And that's part of the problem. If you come to Kentucky as a McDonald's All-American, no matter what shape or size you are, you think you're a pro. Um, it's become pretty apparent that Quaddy Green probably not a modern NBA basketball player, uh, the six-foot uh, shooting guard, so who doesn't play defense. I, I just so it, so he's kind of an ill fit from from day one at Kentucky. But somebody asked me today, was he a, was it a best available kind of thing? Why did Kentucky sign him then? Well, it kind of was that. I mean, you're not, you need a point guard every year at Kentucky. They turn over all the time, and you want to get the best you can, and, and Quade was a fine option, but he was the fifth-ranked point guard in that class. And, you know, you had Colin Sexton, who was a super late bloomer and went to Alabama in large part because, you know, they were on him, and they recognized him before he really blew up that summer, and, um, and it and, was close to home for him. Yeah, and then uh, uh, Trey, Trey Young, same thing. Stays, stays stayed home in Oklahoma. Yeah. Jalen Hand stays at, in California at UCLA. Uh, and then the other one was uh, the kid that went to Duke, who was all pretty much identified early on. He was a Duke guy. I mean, there seemed to be a lot of those. It just it's everyone kind of understands they're headed to Duke. Don't waste your time. Like you know, Kentucky didn't really recruit Trey Jones because that was yeah. a foregone conclusion. Um, so in all those cases, and and you know, not just stay at home with Trey Young. You say, well, he should have done taken Trey Young. I think Cal Perry would uh, wouldn't almost basically did last year acknowledge. Yeah, he would rethink that now. But there were obvious reasons why he was skeptical of bringing in a guy as talented as Trey Young was, who wants to shoot the ball twenty five or thirty times in a game, which he did. Some yeah. last year. Yeah, um, that, that's not Kentucky's system. So you end up with Quade, and that that he's a good player who can be a very good college player, but he doesn't necessarily fit here at Kentucky. We'll uh, in a minute. We'll look more in depth, kind of where Kentucky goes from here. Kyle mentioned, touched on it briefly there in a bit, but first, I did want to tell you guys about Sling TV, which is the best way to watch sports. You don't want to watch the game; you need to watch the game. And if you're sick of paying for twenty channels. You never watch just so you can see your team win. You need to get Sling TV. 30 bucks a month gets you ESPN, Pac-12 Network, SEC Network, and more. Stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love only better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel anytime. And right now, as you're traveling with the holidays, you want to be sure you can watch the games wherever you're going. Sling TV has a, is a great option for that. And right now, Locked On listeners can get a seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. Okay, Kyle, so is it is it basically, I mean, is Jamal Baker now <laughs> getting back healthy, getting back into condition, even more important? Because there's no, there's no downtime here. You, you kind of mentioned that as well. They're going, it's... Now they have weeks a week between each one of these games, but it's Utah, North Carolina, Louisville. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure how much we see Baker one because he's just really started practicing. You know, after a full season and eight games of this season off with that knee stuff, um, and because I don't know that you can just insert a guy like that who is in questionable 
conditioning has not practiced much and has got an injury issue and you throw him in to a team that was already kind of struggling to find its identity without him. Uh, I don't know you do that right now in a big way for, for any of these games, unless you're, you get in a tough spot where you just say run out there and shoot some threes. Um, but I would assume after Camp Cal and the, the start of the new year that Jamal Baker will have every opportunity to f- carve out a role of some kind. I mean, you know, Quade Green was getting 18 minutes a game uh, down from, I think, about 25 or 26 last year. Not enough minutes for Quade Green, but I think if you ask Jamal Baker right now, he'd love to get 18 minutes. I think more realistic, you say, hopefully he can give you 10 and you spread those other eight out with somebody else, some of the other guys. Um, but there is certainly an opportunity there, and especially for however long it continues that Hero and Quickly aren't making threes now. Because if they don't, if they continue not to, then you have no guards who are making threes. I mean, Ashton Hagens is one for seven on the season from three. He is not a threat. Um, Quickly's about 28%. Hero's about 27%. Missed all six last game. If you have games like that, uh, and they got a you know an opponent like the other night in the second half in, in New York where dude hits his last six three pointers, maybe that's the opening that that Jamal Baker will take to get in and say, well, I don't know if I can do anything else, but I can hit a couple three pointers because we've said this before. By every account, and they aren't in games, I understand that, but by every account, everyone that's seen him shoot in high school and seen him in practice so far or even just in drills, says this dude is, is pure. He's got a pure stroke, and he one thing he can do is flat shoot it. So we'll find out. They, If that's the only thing he can do, I would think he could probably contribute a few minutes a game uh, sooner than later. I just don't know, like, this weekend, is he ready to play more than a couple token minutes? I don't know. Yeah, this is – I mean, yeah, it's kind of like sets a reset button almost on the whole season because it's – going into it when we were coming back from the Bahamas trip it's kind of like how is he going to find playing time for all these dudes and now you know he's not short on bodies where he's at nine uh, scholarship guys and that are all that were all very highly rated I mean we're talking about Jamal Baker who was the four star and uh, I would guess probably the lowest rated recruit of all these guys signed right Am, am is that is that accurate do you think Kyle Say that one more time. Jamal Baker was the lowest rated recruit yeah. on the on the yeah. team, right? So, yeah. So I he mean, is. I think he was like in the seventies, like like seventy eighth or something. Um, I mean, so, a top one hundred player. He'd have been the best guy on a lot of recruiting classes, but at Kentucky, yeah, you're the you're the last guy. So I mean, that's nine guys that are of that level, and you know, you got to kind of work it out. And to a certain extent, with the exception of Travis, they're all inexperienced, and Travis is obviously inexperienced in the Kentucky system. So there's a lot of pieces that kind of fit out. And, I mean, when we started the year and in the preseason games, Calipari was tinkering with that big lineup, which I think is now probably correctly gone to the wayside where he was throwing out Washington, Travis, and then a big guy, either Richards or Montgomery, and basically having Washington play the three. Um, but now... I mean, you're you're thin at guard. If 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 Hero is your backup three, and he and you know anytime Keldon Johnson's off the floor, which isn't often. I mean, this is kind of a situation now where basically Keldon Johnson is going to have to almost turn into Iron Man this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't be shocked to see Cal experiment a little bit with some different things moving forward. 
I think you could see him move EJ Montgomery around a little bit. Um, to point guard? Yeah, point guard, yeah. Um, no, I just mean I, you can you can move some pieces around and, and, and that has a domino effect. I, I, point guard I don't feel like is, an, is a huge issue. No, I mean, I it's, it is, it's an issue, but like, I think they're slowly figuring it out. And I think, I, I think Hagen's is going to be fine and, and quickly does some things that I think uh, you're going to be fine. Uh, they're not that, and Calipari keeps making this point, and I think he's right. Like he's had teams where the point guard wasn't the dominant guy. He gets a lot of attention for having the superstar point guard, but uh, you know, obviously that's not the case this year, not right now. Um, but he's done that. I mean, won a national title with just an, a, a good, solid point guard in Marcus Teague, and and people really do forget that it took Teague a while to get going. And if I remember correctly, he played awful in the first half of the Indiana game in that year. It was their ninth or tenth game of the season. Yeah. Um, there and was then a, played, played there much were, better in the second half. What's there that? was a huge, huge call for Deron Lamb to become the point guard of that team early on in the season. I remember that distinctly because that yeah, was – Which would have been a disaster because he's not a point guard. But Yeah, um, well, I know. Yeah, I completely agree. But that was that was at the point – that was how bad the, the Teague play was yeah, in it, that and, was a discussion. Yeah. You know, and that they worked it out. They figured out, okay, this is this is what he can do and what he can't do. And and that's a big part of what Cal's doing. I know people get frustrated with it, and I understand because sometimes it's even as a an objective observer, not invested in the outcome, it's hard to it's just hard to watch sometimes. And so I get if I was a fan of the team, it, when it's hard to watch, it makes you mad to watch it. I'm sure, but part of the deal most years and i think people are frustrated now because they hope this wouldn't be one of those years but most years under cal is figuring out what the guys do well and what they don't do well um and suffering through the the consequences of some of that until he you know can put the pieces in the right place but i actually still believe they have enough pieces to be a really good team at the end of the year i mean how many teams have both a guy like both pj washington and reed travis I mean, two guys who, in a given moment, can totally dominate in the paint. Two of them. Um, you know, how many guys, how many teams have a, a guy, a freshman, as good as Keldon Johnson? Now, Duke does. Nobody else. Not many. Uh, Keldon Johnson's really good. And, and a guy who, in his ninth college game, happily and very, very calmly took a huge half-court shot like it was a free throw and nailed it and then hit another huge three in overtime and nailed it and was ready and willing to take another one at the very end and didn't get it. But, like, you know, that's – he's a, a piece not a lot of people have. And then you look at Tyler Hero, if he starts making the ball, the way, making the shots the way that he is capable of, you've got a really good scorer shooter. And in Ashton Hagens, you've got one of the best – on-ball defenders in the country when he's dialed in. So the ingredients are still there, in my opinion. Um, they're going to have to move them around. They're going to have to figure some stuff out. And without um, sort of the safety net of Quad A Green as a guy who has been around the program, who you know is going to make shots, you don't have that anymore. Some other guys are going to have to step in. Um, some other guys are going to get more minutes. I think some guys are going to get minutes in different roles now. You know, I, I don't think this is like a death blow or a signal that the program is imploding or Cal's lost the team. I've seen that. The the bigger issue really to me is not really about this season. I, I don't know I don't know that this doesn't that this may help this team in the long run. This may be a, a net positive 
for this team. But in the big picture to me, the, the issue that is worth debating and the criticism that is worth making is has Calipari created an environment here by selling and, and sort of relishing in the one and done environment that, you know, come to Kentucky because it's the quickest path to the NBA and selling the NBA. Uh, have you created an environment where if you aren't that quickly, are you, you feel like a failure? Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, Kyle, let's get into that more in a bit because part of what Calipari released in his statement kind of got me scratching my head a little bit and I was making a list and we're going to go over that in just a minute. But first I do want to tell you about Roman guys are terrible at taking care of their health, whether it's a knee injury, bad back or something worse. Guys usually are more comfortable rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. The same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get it treated. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication right to your door. With Roman, there are no waiting rooms, awkward face-to-face conversations, or uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit Get roman.com slash locked on fill out a brief medical onboarding chat with a doctor and get fda approved ed meds delivered to your door in discreet unmarked packaging guys go online and get checked out by a doctor erectile.com slash locked on that's get r-o-m-a-n.com slash locked on for a free online visit you are locked on kentucky Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. In that Calipari comment, he talked about how rarely there are there are transfers, but they're becoming kind of a common occurrence, right? Sasha Kalea Jones, Charles Matthews, Marcus Lee, now Quade Green. That's one every of the last. Kyle four. Yeah, no, but I was just going in the last four years, so that's one right. every year of the last four years. This is becoming a yearly routine. Yeah, I mean, you know, for a while he couldn't get anybody to stay to be a sophomore, and that was fine because they were winning big with freshmen who were going straight to the NBA. And then he started getting a few sophomores, and, and that seemed a little encouraging. But the, the problem is they never stay to be juniors. Like, guys never – that's the, the – as I mentioned, you know, this has there is the culture here, you know, and I would say almost by accident. I don't think on purpose you wouldn't – I don't think he, he meant to do it, but has Cal built an environment where – you know, if you're not one and done, you've got some flaw. And if you're not two and done, you're totally broken, right? Like, what? Well, he's not ready to go to the NBA after two years at Kentucky. He must be terrible. And I think guys have to, you know, they, they, they face that sort of feeling. And, and, and there's another piece of it, which is like always feeling like that your replacement is being recruited, you know, in the, the spring before. So, you know, if I haven't gotten it by sophomore year, he's going to he's gonna ditch me for a, fresh, a star freshman next year. Um, and so you just don't ever have this career development. You know, we talked about, uh, like, like Villanova, there's an idea that they never get good players and they just, like, you know, you know hold it together with glue and, and paper clips. But they are. They're, they've gotten a ton of top 100 and some top 50 players and a couple five stars over the last six years. And the the difference is all those guys have stayed at least two years and many for junior and senior years. And so when you can get like 
the second tier guy, but he's there as a junior to have a breakthrough, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. When you get the second tier guy and he never stays for his breakthrough, it's not worth it. You, you, you might as well like recruited another tier down with and talk, gotten a guy that you said on the front end, you're a four year player. Don't come here. Otherwise the problem is he's recruiting guys, all the guys exactly the same way, you know, come here with the goal to be here as short as you have to be and go to the NBA. And and when you don't get top five players and you're getting players 20 through 35, those guys probably need two or three years to be NBA level if they ever are going to be. But in their mind, they're just like all the one and dones. And so when it doesn't happen, they feel like either they've failed or they feel like you've failed them and they need to go somewhere else. And, and I think that's a real, that is a real concern to be addressed. And I don't know how you address it really. It's a, it's a fine line to walk because you still want to recruit the one and dones. And you know you're going to have to get some guys who stick around a little longer. How do you have that conversation? Is it as blunt as you're not a one and done? We are recruiting you because we think you're a, a career guy. Like if you if you think you're a one and done, go somewhere else. I mean, maybe that maybe that's the conversation. Um, but the idea, like you know, he told Tyler he, Tyler Eulis, uh, you know, who everybody said, well, he's a five foot eight point guard. He's really good, but he's a four year player. Cal said, don't come here if you want to be a four year player. Um, you know, and he wasn't. I mean, Tyler, can you imagine Tyler Eulis as a senior? I mean, he was a late second-round pick, and he's out of the NBA. Imagine Tyler Eulis even as a junior, be the national player of the year. Um, um, I, I just, uh, you know, it's tough. It's tough. No, these guys don't stay past sophomore years, and that that's a thing you've got to address. Yeah, and I, I recall, and I, I can't remember if it was two years or three years ago now, but Calipari said his toughest recruiting battles is keeping guys around and at that instance I think it was mostly about the NBA but now it's kind of turned to keeping guys from transferring because you know obviously Marcus Lee went to Cal and he kind of was in obscurity a little bit out there but Charles Matthews now is on such a national stage just crushing it with Michigan who looks like a legit Final Four team that you're like you wish Calipari I'm sure wishes that was on his team and I don't think they yeah, necessarily I mean, made Kyle, any mistakes with with Charles Matthews in his development, like because I think we've we've discussed this before. But he made the made the right decision for him. It's looking like, yeah, and like that I mentioned that today on Twitter. Like he's not the same as Quade Green. For him, it's like I think for Quade, some of these cases are different. Like for Quade, I think it was just a realization that the fit is not great. But like Charles Matthews, it was to me an impatience thing. It was absolutely that whole idea that I. If I don't cut it here, I, like I'm not a I'm not a one and done guy, so I don't I'm, I sh- I don't belong here. And he was impatient. Charles Matthews, Cal wanted him to stay. He yeah. was going to be a major piece of that program, and and you know would have been I think really valuable to Kentucky the last couple of years. You know, Kyle Wilcher goes on and spends two years at Gonzaga and is a National Player of the Year candidate for some really good teams there. Um, but it's just you know. It's just the question of is this a program that embraces the idea that like you develop at your own rate? Like we're not just a one and done factory. Um, I'm not sure because you know even like Isaiah Briscoe didn't transfer. He just decided to go be undrafted yeah. because he didn't want to stay beyond his sophomore year. Now it worked out. He's on a roster and making money. Um, 
but it could have easily gone the other way. I think everyone was a little surprised that Isaiah Briscoe signed a contract, right? Yeah. Um, Gabriel um, chose to be undrafted rather than to stay and be a junior in college. I mean, they just, all these guys that are, you know, five-star guys that just feel like oh, I'm a sophomore at Kentucky. I either transfer or I need to go go to the pros, even if nobody says they're going to draft me. Um, it's a strange phenomenon, but it's a, it's an undeniable one at this point. I think Cal saying in that press release, we don't have many guys leave is just really not true. Yeah. That's yeah. That was the point. Cause I read that and then I started naming off guys in my head and I'm like, yeah, you're wrong about that, John. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let you guys know on Twitter about our next recording schedule. It might be before Cal talks. It might be after. If he says anything super interesting, we might update the feed. Um, but so stay tuned to at LockedOnUK on Twitter. You can follow Kyle at Kyle Tucker underscore ATH. And be sure to be following along with his work on The Athletic. That's where you would have got that breaking news this morning. You can follow me on Twitter at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Kentucky. We'll talk to you soon. You are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Welcome to Locked On Kentucky. Hold on, let me start over. I got the mic levels. Can you talk for a sec real quick? Testing, testing, one, two. One, two, three. All right, perfect.